The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Everybody wants in on the action. This they afternoon. do. And I want to know does the great Bill Williams ever go home? <laughs> that guy is here from dusk until dawn. He's in it, man. Troy Coverdale, David G with you. Mitch will join us shortly from McPherson where the Manhattan High Indian girls just suffered a loss this afternoon in the opening contest of the Mid-America Classic, Olathe South with the victory. So we will catch up with Mitch at the top of the next hour, but we're joined already this afternoon by K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty following a tough loss last night at Texas. And coach, uh, turnovers, pressure, and speed. Those were the uh, three notes that uh, immediately I put down after watching last night's ball game. The uh, speed that uh, Texas wanted to get you to play with their pressure, and it turned into a number of turnovers for you in the first half especially. Yeah, we had a lot of trouble with just getting offense initiated. It's uh... You know, it's an area that we've got to continue to grow as a basketball team. You know, obviously, that is Texas style. And knowing that we want to get the ball to Lee, um, in Texas style, guard pressure is going to be a way that they also defend the post. Be real physical with the post and then real physical on the perimeter. And uh, we, we've got to continue to get better at handling that. That was something that surprised my wife, as we watched the game, was she was surprised at how physical it got to the point, of course, that there were a few stoppages because of injuries. Uh, but that is uh, the the sign of a Van Schaefer coach team. It is. It is. And, um, yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, it, it's an interesting thing in terms of uh, where – officials make a big difference is, is that one game you get a call, the ticky-tack calls are called all over the place. In another game, it, it looks like a wrestling match. And uh, in this particular game, it was more of a wrestling match than the other. And um, you've got to be able to handle either. And uh, our group is still learning. You know, we've got a, a relatively young group that uh, I think just gets better every day. And, uh we, we were better in the second half than we were the first half, but certainly we've got to carry that over to the next game where we're better for 40 minutes. That is one of the key things, though, that does stand out is that with your freshmen, this is still a number of learning experiences that they're facing. They hadn't faced a, a team that has the length or the ability to turn up that pressure the way that Texas did or play as physical as Texas did. So that's when you chalk up to a learning experience and, and get ready for the next time out. Yeah, you can only simulate it so much. You know, all the things that we do in practice to try to make practice harder than the game. You can only simulate it so much when the lights are on and the popcorn is popping, and and uh, that's the style of play that uh, they're good at. Um, I thought I thought our defense gave us an opportunity to get back in the game. We created a number of turnovers there. Uh, we had better opportunities in the second half than we did early in this game, and uh, you know, but uh, the way uh, 
the way the 18 game schedule is, uh, you can't dwell on what's in the rearview mirror. You've got to you've got to move uh, forward real quickly. I know that you were disappointed with the number of touches that Ayoka Lee had in the first half. Second half allowed her to get to in the game a little more, and she finishes again with a double-double. The key point to that, though, is that she got looks in the second half, and they started to fall for her. Yeah, she, she did not have, um, you know, she missed some shots that normally uh, uh, she makes. Um, it, Texas was very physical and kind of got us out of our rhythm. And, uh, you know, we're always talking about from our end defensively a disrupting timing and disrupting uh, rhythm. And uh, Texas was able to do that to us. I thought Sundell had a better second half. And then I thought um, I thought Briley Glenn, while Briley and Jalen both, while um, didn't necessarily show on the stat sheet, they made good adjustments in the second half, and I think that's what uh, is going to carry us forward to keep getting better as a team. Something I noted in your conversation with the media following the ball game was that you talked about how this neat team needs to play to its strengths right now. What are those strengths? Well, obviously getting touches to Lee. I think the other thing that uh, this team has been good about is in transition, we constantly talk about layup threes and post touches and being able to do that in flow and being able to do that uh, where the other team, where you're running, you're running offense, but um, you're moving the basketball before they know where the help is coming from. And one of the things that our team has done so well is play so unselfishly all year long. And... I felt like we did not get the game in transition enough against Texas. We were bogged down in the half court, and um, we've got to do a better job of that. So we're going to be pushing our group to, to play in transition more, trust each other, move the basketball. That's been a strength of our team all year long. And then defensively, we've got to be stingy uh, no matter what defense we're playing, whether we're playing man or zone, we're playing a combination of both, and, and both need to be good for us. Coming off such a physical game last night how do you approach practice today tomorrow in preparation for saturday's game yeah pretty much when we get into this kind of schedule we've already practiced today now really a thursday practice coming off a road night game where you get back about 1 a.m and um, most players and coaches probably don't even get settled in until maybe 132 after you get back and so um, we had a walkthrough today we had a, 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 a good uh, stretch trying to get the body moving with the coach. Um, gave them three or four things from a scout perspective. And then uh, really from a preparation standpoint, moving forward, we'll have a good practice tomorrow. And, and then with the 6.30 game on Saturday, you've also got another opportunity. So that's pretty much the schedule the rest of the way. Uh, with the, is how physical the games are and, and uh, certainly the travel factors into that. There's no doubt about that. Having been through that, uh, I recognize getting back uh, as early as it is in the morning, being able to do a walk through the day after is big, but it leaves you very little time to truly prepare for that next opponent. Well, I think it's more mental preparation right now than physical. You're in, we're in good shape. I mean, you obviously, you know, particularly with the, the minutes that players start to log and all those things. So, um, I felt good about our team. I, I, 
I've said this numerous times. Our team continues to grow in a lot of areas. Uh, locker room. I think we continue to grow in our leadership there. Um, I think we continue to grow in our ability to um, take a scout, whether it be a, a three-day prep or a day-and-a-half prep. Part of that's just over the course of the year after you played so many games, there's only so many things people can do to you. And you, you've really guarded them. You can reference a lot of this is the way we played this game. This is, We're going to play this exactly the same way. So um, I think our team continues to grow in all those areas. Getting ready for TCU now on Saturday night, a 6.30 contest. What's your assessment of the Horn Frogs coming in? You know, they've had big wins, and then they've had some games I think they'd like to have back. But um, it's, it's a veteran team. This team has... I think seven players in grad school, mm. and they're, they're one of the teams that had a huge number of players come back uh, for their COVID year. They had they added a couple players that were grad transfers, so this is a veteran team, and uh, they've got a really good win against Texas A&M when A&M was ranked, I think, 16-17, uh, beat them by 15-16. Um, so they're a talented team. They, they, they've got athleticism and strong physical bodies and uh they'll certainly be a big challenge another night where you expect a physical game against aoka yeah i think they're one of the teams in the league that uh they're committed to rotating three or four post players at her uh they they have in the past liked to really get physical early in the play uh they got a few floppers in that group so um you got to be careful uh, and not get into that part of the game. But uh, Lee's dealt with that in her career now, going on two and a half years. So she's starting to get familiar with who's trying to do what to her uh, much better at this stage of her career. It brings up a, a great point that I wanted to, to touch on as we, as we look at that. How has she improved her game to where she's not fighting foul trouble so much? You know, I, I think the early uh, areas that she's, be, she's trying to be more patient early in the game. And, I, you know, I've encouraged her since the early part of the season that early in the game, let's, let's, let's be vertical. Let's not leave the floor much. Um, let's, let's see how each post player is trying to attack you. Let's see how the guards are attacking downhill off ball screens. And then as you get a rhythm of that, then you can get more aggressive. And, and I think she's Smart kid. She's, uh, that's an area that she's made tremendous growth in. Um, she does tend to get amped up, super competitive, um, but that is an area where she's been able to uh, stay calmer at the defensive end. That's great to, to know. It, it, it's funny because I know how when we hear her talk and, and when she's with fans and the like, she's very understated. But she does get fired up for the games. You just aren't able to necessarily tell it when you look at what she's like in life away from the court. Oh, she's the she's the uh, perfect personality, in my opinion. She can amp it up. She's got a competitive fire to her, but she's just such a, a sweet person off the floor, uh, really caring. You, you guys see that side of her in the stands after the game, signing autographs or or just saying hi to fans and. And uh, certainly across campus, people see that. But uh, there ain't any doubt when she gets in practice. I mean, practice is important to her. I mean, she gets fired up in practice. And uh, uh, 
and certainly in the games. I mean, it is a uh, – and, you know, she's in a physical wrestling match for 40 minutes or whatever time she's out there. So um, she has to be ready to be physical every night. How happy are you to know that you will still have her in the fold next year? <laughs> well, uh, well, that's a great question, right? Yep. Um, you know, her and I had that conversation a couple weeks ago, and it was kind of weird how things unfolded with the 61-point game and all that. We talked to seem to get calls from the WNBA, and I'd had a conversation with the Connecticut Sun. Dallas had called, and so... I said, where are you at with this? And she just simply said, you know, Coach, I'm coming back. I love the uh, academic program I'm in. I love this team. I I love the program. And I said, you want me to help you? Now, at that point, help was just going to be telling the WNBA, telling all those people, right? Sure. And uh, so then when things got a little crazy here, I – I just had Randy Peterson talk to her about, hey, do you want to do this a different way so you don't have to deal with all the questions? And so her and Randy kind of worked on, uh, I think she had that Zoom call where she basically told everybody, hey, I'm going to come back. So, uh, yeah, we're thrilled to have her, and I think it uh, puts us in a good position with our uh, program going forward that uh, we've got a centerpiece and uh, certainly uh, glad to have her back. Coach, good luck on uh, Saturday night. We'll look forward to seeing you there. All right, thank you. Jeff Mitty, the head coach of K-State's women's basketball team as the Wildcats get ready to match up uh, with TCU on Saturday night at 6.30 at Bramlage Coliseum. Should be a good crowd on hand again to see the Cats match up with what is a veteran ball club, as Coach alluded to. Uh, His former, by the way, his former employer. Can you believe it's already been a decade? Wow, 10 years. Since that, wow, that's got to still feel a little odd. (laughs) Just a tad, probably, just a tad. When we come back, a quick sports update, plus uh, as we head for the top of the hour, uh, we'll kind of set the stage for hour number two, as Mitch will join us from McPherson, along with David G. I'm Troy Coverdale in the studios as the game continues on KIMAN. Closing in on the top of the hour, a news update coming up at the top for you here from News Radio KMAN. Troy Coverdale, David G in studio. Mitch Fortner will join us through the magic of the internet in just a little bit. It's crazy, man. It's crazy <laughs> times we live in, you know? It's the Matrix. It's the Matrix, man. Who would have thought you'd be talking to somebody in McPherson on the radio? You know what I mean? That's just blowing my mind, man. It's crazy. It's yeah. like 1982. Yeah, yeah. Let's remember the days of cell phones and oh, anyway. Yeah, landline. Right. Oh well. Uh, yeah. Anything. I grew up with a party line. That's. Would crazy. you believe that? Would I, you believe that? An I, actual party line. I do only because um, my family grew up in a small town here in Kansas, mm-hmm. so party lines were totally a thing. I can remember their town is so small. You know how you dial like seven seven six thirteen fifty. You only had to dial one number and then the four-digit number in that town for a long time. I mean, we're talking into the 80s, and it's like, that is nuts, man. (laughs) You guys, how did you do it back in the day? Um, Yeah, it was interesting. Pick up the phone, and there's a conversation already going. Oh, and then there were probably creeps who would listen into the conversations, you know? Um, I wouldn't know anybody like that, (laughs) no. (laughs) 
How do you think we learned about stuff? We didn't That's have right. we didn't have instant messaging going back oh. and forth or Twitter to tell us. That. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, there wasn't Twitter. That's what people are like. I didn't have Twitter back in the day. It's like, yeah, you just picked up the party line and listened to what the other person <laughs> said. You freak. Oh man, you guys back in the day. Uh, well, anyway, okay. <laughs> no, some of us tried to avoid that as much as possible. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's still amazing to realize we've come from party. But then again, I think about my grandfather who was born early enough to know about the 1918 flu. Oh, my God. And grew to enjoy email in his latter days. Wow. Think about that for a moment. Coming up in the next hour, a number of topics to touch on. Plus, Mitch will weigh in from McPherson as we get the gang back together via remote. (laughs) Your news update coming up next here on News Radio KMAN. The gang continuing momentarily.